Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. Be on the lookout as well for my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, which is being published in September 2020. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you're looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them at www.cabotrisk.com. I'm really, really excited to introduce our guest today. Eric Swanson is an international success coach, trainer for the past 20 years, consulting with corporations and associations and conducting keynote seminars throughout the United States, United Kingdom, Australia, and beyond. Eric is a seven times international best-selling author and is the founder and CEO of Habitude Warrior International. Hello, Eric. Hi, Ed. How are you, man? Good to see you. Good to, good to hear you. <laughs> there you go. It's it's all audio. It's all audio. Great to hear you as well. What's going on in your world today? Oh man, I'm excited to be here. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm just I'm really pumped up to change the world. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Great. Tell us about Habitude Warrior. What type of organization is it, and what does it do? Yeah, thanks for asking, and thank you for for bringing me onto the show. This is amazing. You're doing some great work. So congratulations in advance on that. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Habitude Warrior. So Habitude is is basically a combination of your habits and your attitude. I was sitting down with a gentleman named Jim one day about 15 years ago, and that gentleman's Jim Rohn. And he and I were having a conversation about what I really wanted to do for the future and and because I was working with Brian Tracy at the time. And we came up with this, this concept, you know, right before he passed away, the conversation was all about habits and attitude. And he's like, you know, you should really put that together. So I literally did. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's the genesis of Habitude. Yeah. Well, I gave everybody a very light introduction of you earlier. And I know we'll hear some great observations and thoughts that you have about bravery when you think about the work that you're doing in respect to speaking, writing, hosting conferences, working with leaders on a daily basis and helping entrepreneurs. Can you give us a little bit more about the Eric background that would be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was born a, a, a natural motivator. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I started years ago with Brian Tracy, and that carved the the thought patterns and and mindset that I um I really wanted to get into into working with people and building their their businesses and their sales. And back then there was, you know, back in the day, 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't called entrepreneurship. It was just called building your business. So, so I started with him years ago. And then uh, my background from there went into meeting Jim Rohn. And then after I met Jim Rohn, I actually started really seeking out a lot of other individuals and surrounding my time and their time with me, you know, so like 
like Jack Canfield and Les Brown and just all these individuals that were changing people's lives. I said to myself, and you know, Brian instilled this in me. I said to myself, well, if they could do it, why can't I? You know, why, why not me? You know, so I started really seeking that out. And that's really the genesis, I guess, of my attitude and my awesomeness of getting out there and helping people. So it's been an awesome, awesome time, you know, running the uh, Habitude Warrior conferences uh, worldwide and having such a, a great turnout from attendees learning and such positive testimonials from them every single day. It's just amazing. It's, it's heartwarming, you know. Well, listen, while you may be a natural born motivator, I would imagine asking yourself that question, why not me? Why can't I do what others are doing? And these are people whom I respect. Take some bravery. I mean, is that something that you think back on and say, wow, I really had to be brave in order to do it? Or for somebody like yourself, who's a natural motivator, was it a no brainer? Okay, so really good point, Ed. In fact, you're absolutely right. When I said I'm a natural born you know, motivator, I say that in jest. I say that kidding around because I don't know that many people who are just born with a positive attitude every single morning, you know, or every single day. So I had to really work at it. And you're absolutely right. It takes so much bravery. And what I learned was this. This is a really key ingredient to my success personally for the last 20 plus years. What I learned is it doesn't have to be complicated. And I used to make it really complicated. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know if you've had mm-hmm. this experience, but, uh, you know, I look around and I said, wow, look at all these, these people, very successful. That's for them. That's not for me. Then I decided, okay, well, you know what? I'm not going to change anything except just my mindset, just my bravery mindset on this. And I flipped the switch, I guess you call it. I was going to say switch the flip. Anyway, I flipped the switch and I decided, okay, enough is enough. I'm not going to say when I see a nice car drive by me or when I see somebody in a beautiful home or something like that, I'm not going to say, okay, that's for them. That's not, that's not where I'm going to be. I'm going to change it. And I said to myself, I'm going to be brave enough to be able to change my mindset every single day and say, you know what? That is for me. There's nothing different than that individual and you know my own life. The only difference is what I'm thinking of on a consistent daily basis. There's a saying that where your focus goes, energy flows. And I really wholeheartedly believe that. Well, I love that model of complication, right? Because of the folks that we've had on this podcast and through my own experiences, people tend to overcomplicate bravery. There is no doubt that bravery in itself can be hard but it does not have to be complicated. If you need to have a conversation with your boss about his or her behavior at a meeting, what you have to say is very, very simple. It's figuring out how to say it in a way that doesn't end your career, right? (laughs) Is what what makes it hard. So it, it doesn't have to be complicated, but it certainly sometimes does feel hard. You know, really good point. And if you don't mind, I'd like to add something to that. Sure. Awesome. So what I learned from Brian Tracy, as you know, I started with Brian Tracy 22 years ago. And what I learned from him early on was kind of a phrase pattern that he used to use that is applicable to this phrase pattern that you're talking about. The phrase pattern he used to use was to teach salespeople, sales professionals and sales agents how to go into, let's say, a cold call. And he would say to them, he'd teach them, when you go in and you're talking to a decision maker, actually bring up the fact that you don't feel like you're a salesperson, but you're actually a consultant. 
So he would say that, right? So it would kind of sound like this. Hi, Ed, great to meet you. I'm really excited about being here and you know sitting down with you for a cup of coffee. I don't really look at myself as a salesperson for this company. I really look at myself as a consultant to work with you and your corporation and see if it really is a fit. Okay, so that's the phrase model, right? And when I bring that up, or the reason why I'm bringing that up to your attention is because I use that same philosophy within the bravery aspect. Meaning, I'll give you an example. Let's say you you have to go and have a interesting conversation with your, and by the way, notice I say an interesting conversation. It's all about language patterns. I never say to myself, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a really difficult, death-defying <laughs> experience talking to my boss. I actually change it to a character building experience. That's, that's another uh, phrase I use. But you go in and instead of going in and having this awkward, difficult conversation with, let's say your boss at the time, what I would do is I would actually preface it by going in, you talk to the boss and say, you know, I'm really working on this bravery aspect. And it's taken me a little bit of time to, to really come up and, and, and be brave and actually bring this to your attention. Would you mind if I brought that to your attention? So it's literally bringing the attention to the fact that you're being brave and your boss, let's say, or whoever is on the other end of this conversation is going to respect the fact that you're bringing that up. So you're literally bringing it to their attention. It's a great way to diffuse the difficultness, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And that's a great takeaway lesson for our listeners in respect to context, right? So instead of saying, I need to have a hard conversation with somebody, in your mind, at least frame around it, the importance of having an important conversation with them or a meaningful conversation with them, right? Put a more constructive and positive frame around it versus just kind of a negative or heavy way of thinking about it. So I, I love that Absolutely. observation. Another, and, uh, another term would be a growth building conversation. Because sure. then, then you're not going to get fired after a growth building, right? <laughs> you're not. You're not. But that's one of the reasons people do avoid bravery is because they're afraid of the ramifications. So when you think about bravery in the workplace, Eric, what words or phrases, in addition to the ones that you've already shared, come to mind? Oh, man. Authenticness, being yourself, being you, being true to you, being classy, not allowing you. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm giving you lots of phrases. <laughs> not, all right. These are the things that come to my mind, you know, by, by being brave. And we've all had those experiences. And then you look back and you're like, oh, I should have said this, or I should have been, I should have stood up for myself, or I should have stood up for my neighbor, right? Being brave for your coworker, your colleague, and saying, that's not right. I really want to have a conversation, a meaningful growth building conversation with someone about this, right? So those are the phrases that come to my mind is, just being true to you. I, I literally have a, an authentic list that I remind myself. These are like my, just basically my sayings that I say to myself that, you know, I am the best. I am focused. I will succeed. I believe in myself. I set high expectations. It's called my creed. And I say it to myself every morning. Great, great. I wish everybody had taken the time to create a creed. And I just want to call out your last observation about one of the true reasons for this podcast is to help people avoid regret. There's a lot of things that people need to say that they don't say or need to do and don't do. And a month, six months, a year later, they look back and say, gee, I wish I had said something or I wish I had done something. And unfortunately, the primary experience they're having at that moment is regret. And so with stories like the ones that you're sharing and the observations that you're sharing, right, can help motivate people to avoid regret and be true to yourself, be true to who you are, put positive context around what it is that you need to say, 
and do it. Say what you need to say and do what you need to do. Absolutely. I love that. Do you have a story, Eric, that you could share with our listeners in respect to bravery in the workplace that you have experienced in the past? Sure. I've got tons of stories. Which one do you? <laughs> well, we only we only have time for one. So give us your best one. All right. Pick a number between one and a thousand. <laughs> 33. Number four. Great, great number. Oh, number four. Okay. Wait. Okay. I'll tell you the fourth one. All right. Uh, boy, that brings me back. I was, I was giving you one through a thousand. So you pick number four. I'm going to go early on. Okay. So I'll give you this story. Here's an opportunity, a time, a, um, a challenge I was having. Back about 25 years ago, <laughs> I almost told you my age. I was in my 20s, put it that way. And I was in San Francisco, Bay Area. I was looking for a job, a position. I, was, I really wanted to get a job. And I was just getting out of college. And notice I said getting out of college, like literally not graduating. I got out of college. Okay, so here, <laughs> here I am in San Francisco trying to get a job somewhere. I was in the restaurant industry, but I really wanted to get some substance and go into something. Someone told me, hey, I'm really good at sales. I'm like, I'm good at sales. I don't, I don't know anything about sales. They're like, yeah, but you're very personable. You should get into sales and really connecting with people. I'm like, cool, let's do it. So they suggested that I get a position at a place where I don't recall the name of the, the gym, but it was this really nice. It was like one of these fancy, like 24 hour fitness, but really high end. Okay. It was like the Bay club or something like that. And it was just opening up in San Francisco and it was a beautiful place. And you know, not a country club, but really a, like a gym country club, if that makes sense. So I went in and, uh, and I looked around and I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be really tough to get a job here. I mean, they're pretty professional. Everyone's in, you know, suit and tie, even though it's a gym. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I said to myself, all right, well, be brave, be excited, be yourself, be authentic and be different, be different than other people. So I said to myself, all right, I'm going to go and, and uh, do something different. So I went to a place back then they had Hallmark stores where you could go and get, you know, your Hallmark cards or whatever, but you could also get business cards made up. So I went over there and I said, okay, I need a business card. They're like, okay, how many, like a thousand or a hundred or 500? I go, no, just one. <laughs> They're like, well, we need to charge you for more than just one. <laughs> I go, all right, well, just charging for, you know, 50. What's the minimum? And they go, well, yeah, 50 is a minimum. I go, okay, great. All I need is one. So I, I went ahead and printed up these cards and they said something like this. Let's say the place is called the Bay Club. I, I think it was something like that. It was like Park Place Bay Club. So I put the title at the top of this white business card, right? It said Park Bay Business Club. And then it said my name, Eric Swanson. And then underneath it, it said your newest amazing sales representative for your company, <laughs> something like that. That was my title. And then it said phone number and it said something like, you don't need it. You're standing right in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> and then it had like my email, which is like a Gmail. Actually, it was probably an AOL number. I mean, <laughs> our email was hilarious. So, so here it was. And I just took that one and I went in the next day and I said, yeah, I'd like to speak to the general manager. And they're like, well, the general manager, really? Oh, okay. They said, are they expecting you? And my answer was, they should be. <laughs> that was my answer. <laughs> I was very brave about this. I, I said, I could have failed, but you know what? I was like, I got a 50-50 chance of getting in front of the person. And once I get in front of them, wow, game over. I'm in. So I remember it was a female that came out. I don't recall her name right now. This is 25 years ago. But she came out and she says, yeah, I'm sorry. You do have an appointment with me or not? I'm like, no, not yet. But here you go. Here's my business card. You should definitely look at this. So she looked at it. She loved it. She hired me right on the spot. 
that takes bravery. I'm telling you, just being different. And, and I tell you that story uh, that you just remind me of. I tell you that story because it's something that I think I take that same outlook and that same mentality, that same what I call habitude, right? Habits and attitude put together. And you take that through your life. And if you can live your life like that, and by the way, anyone can do it. Stop overcomplicating things. Just be awesome. <laughs> be simple and awesome and get to the point and have that conversation and build your business, build your life this way. And things happen in such a great positive way. So uh, thanks for bringing me back to uh, you know that memory lane there for a little bit. That was great. Well, I love that story. And I would imagine everybody who would be listening would think at some point they could do something like that, right? And, <laughs> you know, to what degree one of the solutions to being braver in the workplace may be creativity is certainly worth exploring, right? That might be something that we talk about at a future point in time, because sometimes to be brave, you need to approach things in new or fresh ways. And that takes creativity to think about you know, how can I approach this in a way that doesn't make it complicated, as we right. talked about earlier? You know, it, it may be hard, but is there a creative way for me to approach this that makes the progress that I want to make happen? Absolutely. And it's really a systematic way. Like you had mentioned a second ago, I want to, I'm really, really into language patterns. And you had mentioned a second ago, you know, wouldn't it be great if, if everyone could think that way, if everyone could be this way, if everyone could, you know, enhance their, their lives this way? And the answer is they can. They simply just need to make that decision and learn and follow people like yourself, Ed, and and use the techniques. And these are techniques that we all have used. So, you know, it's the Roger Bannister story. You know, Roger Bannister in 1952 was the first person to run a, a sub four minute mile, you know, so it was three minutes and uh, certain seconds. And after that, like 16 other individuals ran that mile under four minutes as well. So what happened was the belief pattern that if they can do it, I can do it. Right. Mm -hmm. If they can do it, I can do it better, right? Yeah, and that's another catalyst to bravery. Oftentimes when somebody sees somebody do something that requires bravery, they say to themselves, well, if they can do it, so can I. Or if they can have a conversation with their boss, so can I, right? So it does create that catalyst, or as another podcast guest had described it, it can be infectious, right, that people yeah. suddenly get involved. So. Well, Eric, thank you so much for your time today. And I know the lesson that I'm going to take away from our conversation is this idea of context. You know, how can I put the conversation I need to have or the thing that I need to do in a better context so that the likelihood of me doing it is greater? Because if I have a negative context attached to it, the likelihood of me doing something in relationship to it is unlikely. So true. In fact, I, I have a term for that. I know we're coming down to the time, but my term is PME, which is positive mental environment. It's setting yeah. up your environment for positiveness. I love it. I love it. So Eric, if folks want to get in touch with you about your organization, your speaking, the topics that we talked about today, what is the best way they can reach out to you? Yeah, join us. I mean, we have this amazing mastermind that we include members. To, it's just an, an awesome, awesome experience. So they can check us out at awesomemastermind.com. Okay. And any email address or any way that they can get to you directly, or is that a good way for them to get to That's you? That's the best way. Awesomemastermind.com is a great website. If they want to follow me on social media and all those different things, like I'm on all of them from Facebook to LinkedIn to Snappy Chatty to Tic Tac, whatever. I'm on all <laughs> of them. If you want to go to awesomeswanson.com, 
that's the easiest way to get to the landing page. You'll see all the social media uh, and they can send us some emails and so forth there. Fantastic. Yeah. Eric, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure, man. Great seeing you. You're, you're doing some great work. So keep it up, Ed. Thank you for being so awesome and for the world out there. Fantastic. Thank you, Eric. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple, Overcast, CastBox. We are everywhere. Do you have something to say yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.